You're listening to a special episode of In the Public Eye podcast, igniting next-gen for careers in risk management, where we explore all the exciting career opportunities and possibilities within the insurance industry. Here is your host, Karen Caterino. Welcome, Marilyn and Emily, to the show. We're excited to have you both here today. I'm Karen Caterino, and on our podcast is Emily Quinlan, Vice President with Alliant, and her mother, Marilyn Quinlan, who is Senior Vice President with Alliant. And I'm Eric Seaborg, Vice President for Alliant, joining Karen for another discussion in the Next Gen series. If you don't mind, Marilyn, I'm going to start with the more veteran in the industry, if you don't mind. My first question I want to find out is who and or what really got you involved in the industry? It's an interesting story, Eric. Let's hear um, it. <laughs> right out of college, my uh, boyfriend and I, he's now my husband, we went to a recruiter to look for jobs, right? And this is going to date me, mid-1970s. He was sent out on all the sales and managerial positions, and they asked me how fast I could type. I said, well, not very fast. I've only typed term papers. <laughs> so I, I did. I went through the typing exercise, was sent out on a secretary job, got the job, was a complete failure. I don't know why they kept me. So I just kept looking for a job that required a college degree. So I found one, an underwriting position. It, it was at that time, there were very few jobs. More than 300 people had applied for the underwriting position. And so they were looking for, and they called it this, a man underwriter and a girl underwriter. <laughs> and so I was hired as the girl underwriter. And that's how I got started in insurance. Then I moved to the brokerage side 25 years after an experience with a broker who was, who was pitching to AAA insurance. And he said to me, Marilyn, this is just too complicated. As an, as an underwriter, I, I had been the underwriter. Could you just come with me and explain all of this and how it works? And so I did. And then after that experience, I was like, I want to be here. I want to be where the rubber meets the road. I want to be on the broker side of the business. So happy that I made that move. So happy. Marilyn, why don't you talk a little bit about what you like about being a broker? Like what really inspired you to move into that side of the business? I think the role of being a trusted advisor is so special to be able to impart knowledge and to educate people and to help them navigate the crazy world of not only risk, but the crazy world of insurance. That part inspires me tremendously. But I think what keeps me there or what kept me all these years is the learning. As an underwriter, I loved it because I, I would learn new industries and new businesses. So fun. And as a broker, of course, you get even deeper knowledge about your clients and how they do business and, and what they struggle with and what problems they have. So you get to be a problem solver. It's very, very rewarding. I think that is definitely a, a great skill set for a broker is one that is a being a problem solver, isn't it? You know, we are always helping our clients you know, solve for risk. Your daughter, Emily, has seemingly followed in your footsteps. Emily, uh, why did you decide to go into insurance? Maybe talk a little bit about having your mom as a role model, if, if that was an influencing decision for you. And what do you like most about insurance broking? I'm not sure there was ever a moment I was like, I'm going to be an, an insurance broker. <laughs> <laughs> but we're training my grandchildren to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
at the time growing up, my, my parents owned a bread bakery, a French bread bakery. And my dad ran that. And we starting at a young age and all through high school worked there. So seeing my mom go off to the city every day, but still be around and very present in our lives. And then seeing my dad work these crazy hours and he was very present, but he was also, it felt like the man never slept. So between watching those throughout my, my childhood and then ultimately being able to make more money. I was making $6 and 25 cents an hour working for my dad. And my mom came home and was like, we will pay you $10 an hour. Come do day <laughs> I thought, Doubling my income. Let's do this. <laughs> so in high school, I started working at Gallagher in the summer to do data entry for them. Got slightly bit by the bug. So in college, I actually applied to be part of the internship that Gallagher had at the time, which was a two summer internship. And that's, I think, what really opened my eyes to it. And I found it just so fascinating. And the fact that you could learn about any industry you wanted, you could take on any role, whether it be client facing or internal or claims or risk control. I found it kind of exhilarating, to be honest. I think I understand why my mom does this now. And at the time, my older brother had already switched into insurance. So I was seeing his style with my mom's. And I was like, this is interesting. I graduated from Sonoma State and decided to avoid insurance and tried a different career for a little bit, but I got pulled right back in. I had the opportunity at that point to work directly with my mom, at least at the same company, not on the same team. And she's always been a huge role model of mine. So getting the opportunity to work directly with her was really intriguing. And then to see her in the corporate setting and, and see her not be my mom, but see this very successful professional made me want to be more like her at that moment too. At the time was on personal lines, high net worth, and it, it was intriguing, but to be more like my mom, I wanted to switch to the commercial side. And here we are 15 years later, where I'm still trying to be like her. You both really do have remarkable beginnings growing up within the insurance industry and learning and becoming successful, handling so many different roles. So Marilyn, you mentioned your desire early on to become a broker because you said, quote, that's where the rubber beats the road. So now that you've been driving on this road as an insurance broker, I'm curious about your thoughts on what a good insurance broker should provide to a client. To give them the perspective of how insurance carriers and reinsurers view them. I think that piece, but the second piece is even more important, I think, in this day and age as, we, as the world gets riskier, is to give them foresight to be ahead of what risks are coming their way to prepare them, whether it be cyber or patent infringement, I mean, things they haven't thought of necessarily. Those are the two parts that I think are, are the most important part of what we do. Emily, how about your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with everything she said. Two things I would add to that is I think a big role of being a producer or an insurance broker is to kind of translate insurance into an everyday English, since most of our clients aren't doing insurance on a daily basis. I think a, another really big part of being a producer is individualizing the risk management program to each client. So it's not just off the shelf, just because you're in the same industry, you're going to have different risk appetites, different things that keep you up at night. And so hearing their story and hearing what's important to that client, and then giving them options to build a program around that, I think is a really important part as a broker. There are fewer women and minorities in insurance at this time. I think that's changing, which is great. But how do you see it changing? You know, I, Emily, I, I know you're heavily involved with women at Alliant, our employee resource group, Marilyn as well. And, you know, how can we encourage more to enter into this field from not only a male, female perspective, but really from a diversity perspective as well? I think with the great resignation right now, we're seeing a lot of people 
reevaluate what's important to them. One of those things is, does your company support you when you have a family at home? And one way that we can not only attract specifically women, but also really parents in general, attract talent is to show them that we provide resources and we support them. And how we retain them is to actually reach a hand out, show them here's the path on how you grow your career. And we understand you have family at home. So let's figure out a way to to build that career while you're not sacrificing your, your home life for that. It's something that the Women at Alliant are working on right now. And we're actually working with our other ERGs, the employee resource groups, and figuring out how we can partner with the Blacks at Alliant or Latinos at Alliant, Veterans at Alliant. Let's take all of our knowledge and all of our resources here and figure out how can we support each other through every step of what you're doing and help build each other's career. Because often it's not that people are not qualified for positions. They have a woman on my team that she could be a rock star account executive. She doesn't have the, the confidence to do it. And so she checks every box. The people applying for the job check four out of 10 boxes. But so it's giving her the resources and the confidence of, no, you are a complete employee. Just because you have a child at home does not mean you do not qualify for this job. So let me help you mentor to get you there. Let me help provide you the confidence you need to raise your hand and apply for that role. And let me support you while you transition into that role. So I think the more that we do that for women and minorities and give them the opportunities to succeed, the better we will with attracting and retaining talent. Those are excellent points. And Marilyn, I'm sure when you started your career, those would have been helpful resources <laughs> available as well. You know, talk, talk about how you navigated that journey and then certainly how you've seen it evolve. You're right, Karen, that would have been very helpful. Actually, one of my main contacts in my first brokerage position at Gallagher was a friend of mine, and she was the one who helped me a lot. Frankly, my husband helped me a lot. Ultimately, when I was looking for a mentor, though, I went out and I hired an executive coach. And that was life-changing because that coach really emphasized the first thing I had to do was learn to meditate every day, learn to exercise every day, and then to build from there. And he said this all the time. I see you as a thoroughbred horse. You have to be really on your game all the time. So that's the way you start your day with both of those activities. And then you go forward. He taught me how to visualize every meeting, the outcome that you want. Visualize that beforehand. That ended up being a very powerful tool, still is for me. So you can outsource that, that kind of stuff too when you reach a, a place that you need more help. I think about how progressive that must have been at the time, because by today's standards, I would label what you experienced as improving your work-life balance. So I'm curious, at what point in your career did you search for your executive coach? I was probably five to seven years into my yeah. brokerage career. You know, so my, my book was getting bigger. But so were my children. <laughs> so yes, yeah. they were three athletes, year-round athletes in, in high school, once they hit high school. To balance all that was really challenging. But the executive coach helped me to do that. He helped me to create new ideas about how could I reduce my commute? You know, could I work more from home? That kind of stuff so that I could have more time. It, it was so helpful. Emily, what have you learned from your mother's journey from her career that maybe are steps you've followed, but maybe where you've diverged and done something a little different? I learned something from her every day. I shared with her recently, one of the things that sticks out in my mind is I was probably in third or fourth grade and she had a bad day at work. I don't know the specifics of it, but she came home and she was doing dishes and I was probably nagging about her something in the kitchen. And she just 
turned to me and looked down and she's like, whatever you do, go into a job that you are in sales because they will value you for what you sell and what your numbers are and not who you are. They'll never hold you back because you're a woman. And I couldn't tell you to this day what the context of that story was, but it stuck with me forever. Because of her, I'm in a sales role. I always knew I was going to be there. I didn't know how or when or where, but I knew I went into a sales role. It's not only my mom. I have a very supportive family. My dad is probably my biggest cheerleader out there. My brothers are also really big support systems. And going back to translating insurance into English, they translate a male's perspective into something I can digest at times. And I think that has made me a much more well-rounded person and insurance broker. I've learned from my mom, you always do your best job. I've learned from both my parents. You work as if you own the company. And so I think I could just come in with straight passion with everyone I work with, whether that's colleagues I'm working with inside Alliant, or if it's with clients I'm working with or underwriters you're working with, you run it like you own the company. And so with that, you come with a a kind heart. You don't blame anyone for anything. You come up with solutions in every situation. I've just learned I am the person I am today because of the struggles my parents went through to get to where they are. And so I think I've learned every aspect of my professional and personal career through them. I think, of course, women helping women in our business is important, but just so too often are the men that support us in our lives and the men we have the pleasure and privilege of working with or for Mm -hmm. that have also been extremely supportive too. I always want to highlight that I couldn't do what I do for a living without an incredibly supportive husband that was always there for my family when I was working. Probably Marilyn, like your husband, that works always. It works both ways too, because sometimes my brothers will come to my mom or I with perspectives and we'll say, maybe you're taking a little too much of a black and white approach here. Have you thought about it from this perspective? And sometimes that will help them take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. And interestingly enough, we're actually talking about rebranding women at Alliant to being collaborating at Alliant. More and more men showing interest in the monthly calls that we're having and the tools that we're providing, but saying they don't feel welcome because it's intended to be a women's group. And we're like, that's not the case at all. We have about 20 men out of the 400 members, but we would love to have more men come in. If we can invite them and have more of a collaboration, I think we'll figure out we we're very similar. We just communicate slightly different. And let's figure out what that middle ground is on how we can communicate and work better together. Excellent point, Emily, about finding a balance to communicate and hopefully develop your own personal style that others begin to associate with you. So with the two of you at different points in your career, I'm anxious to hear what's important to each of you. Marilyn, let me start with you. So I think two things. What's always been important to me as a result of my own experience is lifting up other women in our industry. I have been a mentor and I'm happy to do that for anyone to help them get to the next step. But the the other thing that's important to me at this point in my career is legacy work because I see education as the path to world peace. I mean, I, I, I absolutely do see that the more we're educated, the more we can understand each other. And then the second piece is affordable housing. I am passionate about affordable housing because Harvard did a study commissioned by uh, Mercy Housing a couple of years ago, where even if all the contractors who do affordable housing for profit and not for profits were working around the clock for the next two or three years, we can't catch up with the need for affordable housing. It's a basic thing. Not that everybody needs their own house, but maybe everybody needs their own bed and I just feel passionate about that whole sector. We got to get that done for people and get them off the streets. That's what's important to me at this point. Emily, your thoughts? I don't know how you follow that up. 
a little bit about your um, story with Napa and fires. I think that was a really interesting initiative that you started there as a great example of where you've taken something that was in your head and noodled a little bit on and, and really drove a passion around. I guess it stems from the same passion my mom has of wanting to help people is given the marketplace right now, property is getting harder and harder. And we have a handful of clients, primarily wineries throughout Napa and Sonoma, that their coverage is going down, their premiums going up exponentially, their retentions are going higher. It's becoming not possible to buy insurance or in order to get insurance, they're having to lay off employees and it's just not sustainable. So between having clients in the area and then just having friends and family that work in wineries, I saw there was an issue and by nature, I'm a problem solver. I think most people in insurance are by nature problem solvers. So after talking it over, we're working on building a catastrophic property captive where it will be geared towards DIC exposures, primarily for wildfires, but also for hurricanes or freeze exposures. And we're looking to build up a property stock throughput captive. And we're getting, we're garnering a lot of interest with a lot of prospects, but also a little bit in the industry. We've been able to take on a captive manager that we think is going to be a big game changer for us. And so we're hoping to kick that off in June. I've been told time and time again, it's going to be a nearly impossible thing, but we're not going to know until we try. Thankfully, I am actually partnering with my mom on that. And that's been a, a really fun thing to do together. So Emily, what advice would you give to the college student who walks up to you and is curious about career paths in the insurance industry? I used to joke that the quickest way to end a conversation at a bar was to tell them you work in insurance. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I would cool. say do your best to stay open-minded. It's, it's really actually a very fun industry and you can make it into anything you want. You can learn about quite literally any industry. There's roles for everyone there, whether you want to go into sales or account management or risk control claims, even operations. There's roles for quite literally everyone. And then think about the long-term. It's an industry that's not going away. It's not the sexiest thing like tech can be or other ones, but it's stable. You can have a very financially satisfying career. The more uncertainty in the world, especially with what we're encountering these days, the more certain the insurance industry is because people tend to buy more insurance when there's volatility. And then I think just invest in yourself. Don't Come out of college with the expectation of becoming a vice president overnight. Spend the next five years learning the industry, learning how people do things and learning the good and the bad from those people. You're going to learn from every manager you have. Some you're going to take aspects that you like and some aspects that you don't, but learn from everyone. So invest in yourself and then find your tribe. It's a really small industry, but you're going to grow up with those people. So find the people that you can trust that will be your cheerleaders and that you can cheer them on. And you will get so many resources from that group. There's actually a group from Women at Alliant. Four women met in a small breakout session and they now meet monthly on a virtual lunch. They call it Nourishing Greatness. And they spend a few minutes connecting on a personal life. And then they spend the next like half hour supporting each other's careers and saying, what's on your desk today? How can we talk through that? One of them was in our management, the Alliant Management Leadership Program and recruited the other three to get into it. Those three didn't even know about the, the management program. So find your tribe. They're going to help you move things along and help you build a long-term successful career. And Marilyn, I know for you, speaking to what attracts students and keep people retained in our business is important. But also, if you wouldn't mind, touch on as a mother how you inspired your children to get into the business. Because for those of us that also have children, like Eric and myself, that we'd love to get inspired in this business, we'd love to learn from you. I'm not sure I actually inspired them. I, I think maybe the universe directed them. <laughs> I did encourage them 
at least the two younger ones. Brendan didn't do this, but Brendan went through an underwriter training program after he went to Santa Clara University at the time. He was doing an internship with a, a fast growing tech company, and then they hired him. And, and this was during the dot boom. They paid him a ton of money, going to pay for your MBA. But then the dot bomb went off. And so he was working weekends. It was crazy. There was no time to do graduate work. And he, he called and said, just want a more balanced life. So he interviewed with Chubb to be an underwriter trainee. And that's the way he got into the business. The younger two, Emily and John, both graduated at a time when there weren't that many jobs. And because they had been Gallagher internships, I mean, Emily, she went off into another direction initially, but she found her way. I actually was at a chemistry firm and they tested the accuracy of labels on nutrition bottles. And for a hot minute, I thought that was interesting, which is ironic because I hated science growing up. But in order to stay at that company, I would have had to move to Germany to go up in the company. And so that was a, a hard stop. And then I was like, I guess I'll go back to insurance. Do you have any, you know, last thoughts on inspiring the next gen to really pursue careers in insurance brokering? I think you have to give it a chance. It's fun. You're going to meet a ton of people from all walks of life, honestly, globally, if that's the angle you want to take. I think it's secure. And when everything else feels insecure, at least you always have a job to go to. And I think there's a ton of potential, especially if you're coming into the industry at this point. We are going to see a huge wave of people retiring in the next five to 10 years. So if you are willing to take a bet on yourself and try it out and invest in yourself, I think it's going to pay tenfold if you just commit right now. I'm just going to say I didn't choose insurance. It was the one job that required a college degree. But I am so grateful that I was directed in this arena because I, I get to learn every day and I'm still learning. So I think if you like to learn, if you like to investigate, if you like to problem solve, and if you like to have fun, because we work with really great people, then this is the industry for you. So true. And it's so fun, truly, Marilyn and Emily, for Eric and I both to work with you. What a privilege. And Marilyn, we've worked with you for a little bit longer. So it's been just so wonderful. The enthusiasm, the energy that you both bring to your roles, completely infectious. Emily, you've really been a great driver with the Women at Alliant and appreciate all the hard work and effort that you put into that. And I know our clients also feel the energy and effort that you put into them and their programs too. So thank you both for being with us today. Thank you for listening. And for more information, go to insurance.alliant.com forward slash in the public eye.